everyone. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Happy Sunday, everybody. Let's get some smiles on those faces out there. Out in your vehicle, too, you should be smiling and enjoying today and thinking that, hey, it's another great day to be thankful. It's another fantastic day. You know, the news media is making South Dakota out to be such a bad situation, but it really is not that bad. Um, it's, it's like Governor Noam had said way back at the beginning. This thing's a virus. It's going to spread. It's going to do its thing. It's no different than the flu. Uh, it's just more contagious than the flu, but uh, we're going to make it through this just fine. And uh, for those that there are going to be people, they're going to make it up to heaven before we do because of it. But uh, we all got to be prepared for heaven's sake. And we should be thankful for what we have been blessed with already in our lives. You know, we're coming up to Thanksgiving week. And we normally, as I said, normally have big Thanksgiving dinners and we have the big feast with the turkey, the ham, and all the dressings that go with it. But you know, the thing about Thanksgiving though is I think we've kind of lost some of the meaning of it. You know, we put so much stress and work and effort into trying to come up with a feast that get everybody, you know, fed and, and uh, we get up extra early in the morning to get the turkey in the oven and, oh my goodness, there's so much that needs to be done. And then people come finally and all they do is gobble it up. <laughs> Supposed to be a pun there. <laughs> but, um, you know, the thing is, you know, we'll start off with the dinner and, uh, you know, maybe we'll give a prayer. But, you know, I think it would be really interesting to do around Thanksgiving time is that take time to be really thankful. And what I'm talking about is before you start gobbling into the food, digging into it, go around the table and ask everybody what they're thankful for. That'd be a kind of a cool tradition to start something like that. Before we begin, you know, we're going to give thanks to God. Anybody want to lead in prayer? And then um, we're going to go around the table, and everybody's going to say something that they're going to be thankful for. And some people are going to go, <gasps> they're just going to go, oh, my goodness, I have to say something. We shouldn't be ashamed or bashful about saying something good, you know, especially when it comes to our God. And we have so much food. We have so much to be thankful for. And we should be singing the psalms and giving thanksgiving to God. You know, just listen to some of these psalms talking about thanksgiving to God. I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness. I will sing the praises of the name of the Lord Most High. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of your wonderful deeds. I will give you thanks in the great assembly among the throngs. I will praise you. I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. 
His faithfulness continues through all generations. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy. And give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Again, it looks like Psalm 106.1 and 118.1 are basically about the same. You see, there's a lot of thankfulness going on there in those few psalms that I talked about. It isn't simply enough to give God praise, honor, and glory. You know, and the problem we have, too, is that some people will say, well, why should we be thankful? We're not, the way things are going today, why should I be thankful? I mean, I have, I've lost my job. I have uh, um, lost a loved one. I have, uh, everything just seems to be in a mess. And so we are challenged with giving God thankfulness and praise and glory and honor. You know, you look at a man in the Bible. There's a story about this man who had every right to be bitter. But he wasn't. The next footsteps in the corridor he knew might be those of the guards taking him away to be his to his execution. His only bed was the hard, cold stone floor of the dank, cramped prison. Not an hour passed by when he was free from the constant irritation of the chains and the pain of the iron manacles cutting into his wrists and his legs. Separated from friends, unjustly accused, brutally treated, if ever a person had a right to complain, it was this man. Languishing almost forgotten in a harsh Roman prison. But instead of complaints, his lips rang with words of praise and thanksgiving. The man I'm referring to is the Apostle Paul. A man who had learned the meaning of true thanksgiving, even in the midst of great adversity. Earlier, he had been imprisoned in Rome. Paul wrote, sing and make music in the heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Think of it. Always giving thanks for everything, no matter what the circumstances are. Thanksgiving for the Apostle Paul was not a once-in-a-year celebration or event. It was an everyday occurrence for him. Thanksgiving, the giving of thanks to God for all of the blessings that he has enriched us in our lives. And not only that, but for sending his only son, Jesus Christ, into the world. We must not allow a spirit of ingratitude to harden our heart and chill our relationship with God. Think about this story about the ten lepers. Jesus healed ten men with leprosy. Now, leprosy is that terrible disease that affected the skin and nerves. 
It was highly contagious, so those who contracted it were forced to move away from the general population and live in small leper colonies. Think about that. They were exiled from the community. God gave specific directions on how the children of Israel were supposed to treat this disease, one of which was that the priest had to be the one to confirm the healing. This is why Jesus tells him, go show yourself to the priests. So if you're healed, shouldn't you be thankful? Shouldn't be excited? Well, let's listen to the stories recorded in the book of Luke, the 17th chapter, beginning with the 11th verse. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border with Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleaned. One of them, when he saw he was clean, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleaned? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Talk about being grateful and ungrateful. Them nine must have been Galileans, the local natives. But here's the Samaritan. Now, who are the Samaritans? They are a group of people who lived in Samaria, an area north of Jerusalem. They were half Jews and half Gentiles. When Assyria captured the northern kingdom of Israel in 721 BC, some were taken, taken captivity while others were left behind. The ones left behind intermarried with the Assyrians. Thus, these people were neither fully Hebrews nor fully Gentiles. The Samaritans had their own unique copy of the first five books of the scriptures, as well as their own unique system of worship. At the time of Jesus, the Jews and the Samaritans did not deal with one another. Jesus, however, ministered to the people of Samaria, preaching the good news to them. So this Samaritan, this foreigner, came back and gave Jesus the glory. Only one out of 10, that's 10%. That's not a very good percentage. From one end of the Bible to the other end of the Bible, we are commanded to be thankful. Thankful on the natural outflowing. It's coming from the heart of God. The psalmist declared in Psalm 147, 7, Sing to the Lord with grateful praise. Make music to our God on the harp. Paul wrote in Colossians, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. A spirit of thanksgiving is always the mark of a joyous Christian. Why should we be thankful? Because God commands it of us as Christians. He's told us to be thankful. 
There's another story in the Bible about Hannah. She was uh, barren. She tried to have children and could not have children. And she cried and cried and cried. And then Eli came into the picture. And he thought actually that she was drunk because the way she was acting. She finally told him the story that she was trying to have children and, and couldn't have any. And Eli finally said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel will grant your petition which you have asked of him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. And she went away and ate, and her face was no longer sad. She was happy. Even though she hadn't had the child yet, the promise of God was given to her that she was going to have a child. And the thing is, is that she promised that if she had a child, she would dedicate it to the Lord. That child came into the world, and it was Samuel. And she dedicated Samuel to the Lord. And here she's got a prayer that she talks about. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, it's kind of a lengthy prayer, but you know, when we're giving thanks to God, there's no such thing as a short prayer or a long prayer. It's just whatever comes out of the heart, giving God praise and glory. Hannah's prayer is recorded in 1 Samuel. Then Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord my horn is lifted high. Remember I talked about horn earlier? Horn meaning strength. Her strength is lifted high. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Do not keep talking so proudly, or let your mouth speak arrogance. For the Lord is a God who knows, and by him deeds are weighed. The bows of the warriors are broken, but those who stumbled are armed with strength. Those who were full hire themselves out for food, but those who were hungry are hungry no more. She who was barren has borne seven children, but she who has had many sons pines away. The Lord brings death and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and raises up. The Lord sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and he exalts. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes and has them inherit a throne of honor. For the foundations of the earth are the Lord's. On them he has set the world. He will guard the feet of his faithful servants, but the wicked will be silence in the place of darkness. It is not by strength that one prevails. Those who oppose the Lord will be broken. The Most High will thunder from heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Such a strength the uh, prayer that she had coming from the heart. And she's not bashful to pray about it either. 
It is so awesome that, that, that Hannah's prayer is, is, uh, talks about God. And that's what we should also do in our prayers is talk about God. See, even then the prophet Daniel, when he learned that evil men were plotting against him to destroy him, he got down on his knees and prayed. Giving thanks to God just as he had done before. The Bible commands, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Paul declared, you will be able to thank God in the midst of pain and distress because you are privileged to share the lot of those who are living in the light. I don't know what many people are facing today. Some people have challenges. Many people probably have challenges, I would say nowadays. But no matter what, you got to get up in the morning. And it's like somebody said, hey, I was able to get up this morning and plant my feet on the ground, <laughs> on the floor. That's a good thing. Give God praise and give him the honor and the glory. Thank you, God, for another wonderful day. As you look outside, it might be blizzarding, but it's still a wonderful day. No matter what adversities are in our lives. God loves us. He cultivates a spirit of thankfulness even in the midst of trials and heartaches. In Hebrews 12, it says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, remember, God's kingdom cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. The Lord, as a consuming fire, should be, make the people of God reverent in worship, humble in prayer, and realizing that the Lord is not to be trifled with since He is holy, He is almighty, He is loving, He is our King, He is our only sovereign God. Another individual in the Bible that could have really turned his back on God was Job. Even at the depth of Job's suffering, he engages God. Job rejects the call from his wife to curse God and die. He refuses to become bitter. You know, it's easy in, the, in, in adversity to become bitter towards God. Even his own wife says, you know, deny him. Just, just give it up and die. Just get it over with. Job did not relent. He did not give in. He uses it as a gateway to go into a deeper relationship with God. And finally, when God responds to him, it's interesting. God says, where were you when I planted the earth? Tell me if you are so wise. Do you know who took its dimensions, measured its length with a cord? What were its pillars built on? Who laid down its cornerstone while the morning stars burst out singing and the angels shouted for joy? It's time to be thankful for the many blessings we have received. This is Thanksgiving week, and yes, it's not going to be a normal Thanksgiving week this year because of everything going on. Nevertheless, it's still a time to be thankful. Thankful to God. Thank you to our family, our friends, our relatives. 
And all I can say is if we think we have it rough, we don't. You know, I think back to the lepers, the, you know, those who had leprosy exiled from the communities, being shunned. You know, we, we really don't have that here today. You know, and people died from leprosy as well. There's so many diseases going on out in the world today. I mean, we have people that have cancer. We have people that, um, well, look at 9-11. Thousands of people killed with one airplane or two airplanes coming into the Twin Towers. You never know. You could be going on an airplane flight somewhere else and something can happen. You could be driving, I, oh, one of the nightmares I remember, and it is really kind of a scary thought. One, my advertising manager at the time was Carol Kvasnika in Aberdeen. She was coming into Groton. And all of a sudden, she lost control of her steering. Something had come out of the, the joint. She had no control of her steering of her car, no matter what she did. Her car was free to go and got into a serious accident because she could not control the car. And they ended up airlifting her to Aberdeen. She survived about it. She survived it. Who would ever thought something like that would ever happen? So just because we talk about this or that, so many things can happen and can go wrong in our lives. And that's why I always say, be ready to meet God and be thankful what you have been blessed with. I'm going to close here with Psalm 100. It's a short one. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. And may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in the true Jesus Christ, our Lord. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Amen. All right, at this time, we'll have uh, David go around and, and get the offering. And uh, maybe she'll look at just play some great background music for us. Her playing is so... Awesome.